What's going on, dads out there listening today? Welcome to the Fearless Fathers Podcast, the growing podcast for fathers to rethink fatherhood, become better for themselves, which are going to become better for your children and your families along the way. I'm finally nailing the intro. That's right. It's Davo here. And alongside me, as always, I got my ginger, better, slightly awesomer half, Ryan, with me. Lined up for a great one. Ryan, how are you, buddy? I don't like it. Do it again. Uh, I'm not going to do it again because again. we're already going. <laughs> That's what the people want to hear. We are recording live, so I'm not going to do that. We're just next episode, all intros, <laughs> all 25 in- minutes. <laughs> 25 minutes. 25 minutes constant intro. Davo blooper day. fucking intro. No, no, no bloopers. No, we're going to use them all. <laughs> it's a hundred, a hundred, a intros. A hundred intros through. I think I've done this intro a hundred different times, a hundred different ways. And yeah. I think I finally found one that sounds relatively decent. That, so, that would be a fun one to do is just go back and just redo, put a line up all the ep- intros and just release it as an episode. We might have to do that one. That, that might be a bonus episode. That'd be day. a nice little, that'd be, that'd be super meme lordy. <laughs> be really oh, good. I think we're onto something here. I think I know what my next project's going to be. Is so it? we are back with a brand new episode today. And yeah. we have something lined up that is going to get the juices flowing flowing i'm already energized i'm fucking rocking and i've been in a shit mood the last couple days so this is gonna be a fun one so you want to tell them what we're gonna be relatively bitching about today oh you mean me i mean what i'm gonna be bitching about oh i'm gonna be in a bad mood too well let's do this (laughs) because of this so dave i love dave dave is dave is my very 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 good friend (laughs) But, but What was it, about two weeks ago? Yeah. We were, you know, pitching ideas. He's like, hey, I was reading this article about people having issues paying for a $400 emergency expense. And it's it's like a big politicized thing. Like, everybody's heard of that. I don't care if you're on the left, if you're on the right, if you're center, if you're from Zimbabwe. You know, everybody's heard of this fucking this 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 myth this narrative um that this is a thing and it is definitely placed in some truth but researching this <laughs> aggravated me so fucking bad i had to take an extra blood pressure pill <laughs> <laughs> if my doctor's listening <laughs> i i definitely did do that and you yes, you did. really need to call me um, no, seriously, it's it's awful. It's awful. The this is we're going to talk about this because there absolutely is some truth to that original statement. But the message has been so lost along the way over these past what like I think the earliest article I saw was like three or four years old um, about the state of the lower class in America. Um, but it has so it it goes so much fucking deeper than that. Um, and I'll go through what I heard, but the one thing I, I want to put a caveat on this immediately, I will not be posting any sources, um, cause I'm not going to be giving you any particular data. Um, I'm going to be giving you like a brief synopsis of my opinion and Dave's opinion. Um, we are not going to give you real numbers here cause it's just so fucking toxic. Um, and it's like, it's like a bad political debate with that cousin you haven't seen. I don't care what side of the spectrum they're on. You're going to fucking fight with them after about four drinks at Thanksgiving dinner. 
So yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that's that, what this was like, Teresa. <laughs> that that estranged uncle that you only see twice a year. Yeah, he's got all those bad ideas that he yeah. thinks are good. Yeah, he's like seven fucking cases deep of key light going. Right. But anyway. But anyway. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> so I, I'm going to come right off the top and say there are people in this country currently that cannot afford a $400 emergency expense. There's actually a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people um, that this is, this is actually a huge problem for. Um, But one of the biggest problems on top of that is how many people that news and journalist organizations say the amount is because it's, it, it widely varies. And the circumstances um, in which the data is collected widely varies as well. I, mean, I guess you could put that on anything, but there's not hasn't been like a real non concrete number. Well, not politicized number. That, all right, I'll, yeah. yeah, we'll go with that. Okay. Uh, because you can interpret the numbers so bad, so 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 far in either direction. Um, so, for instance, like, hey. Are they completely incapable of paying for it? Are they completely destitute? Um, are they just living paycheck to paycheck? Do they have credit lines? There's just so many variables that it's very, very, very hard to lock down. So instead of actually collecting all that data, what a lot of these organizations have done has just have just made blanket statements. And I hate that. I fucking hate it. That this is why this is an opinion piece and a little bit of debate of a debatey piece um, that we'll go through. And you know, Dave, I'm gonna let you take the next step here. Sure. Give me your opinion on this. So here's my opinion on this, and I'm actually glad Ryan did the research on this. I didn't do a lot of research on this, but I've always heard this really? statement of I, I did some research. <laughs> I just no, I did some research. <laughs> sure. I go, you know me, I go off of a lot of experience and a lot of my, a lot of my time and surroundings and picking up on pieces and hearing bits and pieces around the world. I've heard this statement countless times, countless times for years. I never heard it in a politicized, in a politicized forum, we'll say. I've always heard it on other podcasts, fucking radio, whatever the case is, right? For me, when I look at this, can't get or can't pay for a $400 unexpected expense. It brings me back to a lot of my time growing up where we didn't have a lot of money growing up. We didn't have a lot of the variables. We didn't have, we'll even say luxuries, right? So for me, when I was younger, if something happened to my car, I would be scrounging now. Now, now I'm like in a hurry or I'm like overwhelmed that I have to pay a $200, $300 expense because I didn't save money on my own end to cover this. And now I have to try and scramble and figure out what's going on. For me, when I look at that $400 unexpected expense, what that says is it's like an average, right? You brought up the fact that there's no concrete number. So some quote unquote smart guy out there said, Oh, we'll just say 400 bucks because that sounds good enough because that's a relatively small number in the grand scheme of things for a lot of Americans who are living in our world, the lower middle class will say, or even poverty line. And it, 
for me, when I hear that $400 unexpected expense, it, it brings a sense of fear to the individual hearing it. Cause now it's like 400 bucks, like, holy shit, that could be a lot of money. Like now I'm actually cringing or like tensing up because I hear 400 bucks and now I start thinking of all the problems that are wrong with my car or the, the radiator that needs to get fixed, but I'm not going to fix it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to kind of let it build and kind of let it sit there and not take a, an uncomfortable step to maybe get it done, but I'm just going to sit there and let it ride. You know what I'm saying? I do. And I I will continue with that remark to say that unfortunately relative to the amount of income that the lower income people of this country have it's actually relatively expensive to be poor mm-hmm. like it, it it just based on what you have coming in and what you have to have come out to live here it's actually really expensive to be poor in this country it is um and something as simple as a $400 expense a $400 medical bill you need to set a tires on your car um, you need to fucking do a brake job. Um, that's why those things tend to go by the wayside is because, I mean, you know, it, it's pricey for you. It's incredibly pricey for you. And I've been there uh, when I was 18, 19, 20, um, <laughs> fucking, fucking getting basic maintenance done on my vehicle. Holy shit. Going to the doctor. I never went to the doctor. No, the same. Yeah. Never. Well, why? I, I couldn't afford health insurance. Same. Yeah. Um, and you know, like I had, I had two jobs. One of them was full time, and I still couldn't fucking afford it because they were seven dollar, seven fifty an hour jobs. And I was excited because they weren't minimum wage at the time. I was like, ah, oh, fuck yeah, I'm balling out. This is great. <laughs> now in reality, I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh. In reality, I'm an idiot. I could barely put a roof over my head, but I was eighteen, so like, there's that. Right. So, go ahead. My 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 point is, um. Uh, for somebody in that very particular situation, this statement is completely true. This statement is completely true. But the problem is uh, the percentage that has been projected and the percentage that actually of people in the situation is it, the, the numbers are very different. Now, for the fathers that are in that situation, um, I don't want to sound like I'm talking down to anybody, but it's time to time to re- rethink what you're up to. On. I think Dave, you would agree with me there, um, but that's hard. That's hard for a lot of people. I remember, I remember, like I, my I, my first job was working at fucking. Well, actually, my first job I worked for the the school district. It was a part time gig for the summer. But my first, like my first, like job I had after high school was um, I worked at GameStop. Mm-hmm. I was a I was a third key, and um, to get me to move out of that, I mean, you had a prime because I was comfortable. Like I, I got comfortable in my situation and that was not good. So you, you, you can't just tell somebody, oh man, you should really fucking go find yourself another job. Cause well, first off jobs are hard to find like go, good ones that are going to provide what you need. Exactly. Um, secondly, you know, it's hard. You can't just tell someone to move. You're true. You're true in that statement and comfortability plays a massive role in that aspect. And like you even said, yeah, the, the poor, the poor end of that, it's very expensive, but we're talking, even if we talk like the family man, like ourselves, where we might have the cash, but we don't have the, the emergency savings, we'll call it right. Okay. That, that rainy day fund, right? You, you know, you have the money in your checking account, but you never saved a small 
oh shit, emergency fund to say, hey, I need to cover this. And it's hard. It's very hard because you have bills, you have family care, you have after school activities, you you have all this giant list of family things that you need to take care of. So when one thing, when a wrench gets thrown out there and now all of a sudden your brake lines fucking go or the water heater drops or whatever the case is, now you start to scramble. You start to think like, oh shit, now this is going wrong. So now this is going to go wrong and then this is going to go wrong. And then it starts, for me, it starts dwelling into this oh shit cycle of I'm never going to get out of this. Even though you know you have the money, you're comfortable and comfortability, I, I always say it, man, comfortability is a fucking killer with you, you know, with anything you do. So when you take that uncomfortable action on something and you say, all right, I know I have the money to cover this. We'll be okay for a couple days. I'm just going to do it and not put it off because I know it needs to get done. And then that's one less anxiety issue. That's one less stressor on yourself, which isn't going to spill over into the family, into the family household. Oh yeah. No, no, no. You're, you're hundred percent right there. Uh, there is one thing I did want to bring up beyond that. So what a lot of people will do, and this is, this was part of some of the data that I've found, what a lot, a big group of people in this, in this, um, say this big grand number, they, they wouldn't spend the cash and they put it on like, if they're lucky enough to have credit, they put it on credit. Um, but they wouldn't be able to pay it off for months and months and months. So now your $400 is compounded to make somebody else money and it, your $400 expense has gotten quite more expensive. It goes back into, Hey, it'd be fucking expensive. To, it's expensive to be poor in America. Um, so it's, you know, people, people choose that option because they don't have the cash on hand. Um, they have to have to have to have their vehicle to get to work. It's a medical expense that needs to get done or it's a family pet or the, the pet's a member of the family. Uh, so God, that's redundant, that's, but it's true. No, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Redundancy yeah. is there, but you brought it up, right? That comfortability compounds. Re- well, not, not, not the comfortability. It says the money physically can compound on you or, uh, for instance, so you, you spend the $400 and you push another bill off. Right. So now that bill is getting late fee. So there, any way you strike it, it's, it's not the, the potential is, is, is there to, to screw that, to screw with you. That's why, like you said, having that oh shit fun is such a good idea. I mean, I have one. I have, I, I have one. It might be in Bitcoin and taped to the bottom of my desk <laughs> in a USB drive, but it's there. <laughs> it's there. But I, I, I'm, I'm talking more so the comfortability compounds in that you're not taking a comfortable action. So you're putting off things because that's more comfortable to sit there and maybe hold that off for a month or two or put it on a credit card and not pay it off because of X insert own issue here, right? Because we all go through similar issues, but we all have our own extenuating circumstances. I'm talking, I'm talking in the aspect of like, you're comfortable, you're hanging out, you're chilling, you're maybe working a job that you like, you're not maybe getting paid a lot of money. Everything is fine. Everything is flowing. But things come out, things build. And you start falling into this comfortability pit where now these expenses, they build up the credit card debt builds up all of this builds up when in reality, if you just made that one expense where instead of before recording, talking about like, Oh, keeping a donut on your car for a month, 
and not getting Burger King for two weeks, that could have been $150, $200 right there that you could have moved into something else. Right. Do you want to pause it? Yeah. So as far as it compounding, I guess what our overall point here is after we've talked about this and rambled on for 15, 16 minutes or whatever it is now, um, is once again, have a plan. It's just have a plan, a real basic one. And, you know, a simple slush fund where you can just drop some cash every month to just have something just in case, even if it takes a bite out of that, it will not compound as, as hard as it possibly could financially. You know, and it's hard to tell someone to do you're here listening to us on Slacker, Stitcher, Spotify. What are we on? I forget which one we're on now. (laughs) Which one are we? We're everywhere, baby. Yeah. What's, what's another good one? I heart. I heard. Oh, I forgot about I. I didn't even I heard. I heard. Pa- yeah, yeah, yeah. Pandora. Pan, pan, Pandora. 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 Pandora Express. Pa- Pandora Express podcasts. So you know, it, you know, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to take like, like, like our advice uh, seriously, especially you know, with me where I'm like all self deprecating about it or whatever, and <laughs> Dave being super fucking confidence pants. But it's true. Like it, it, it'd just be good to have that aside, and you know you can literally build it with spare change if you have to, but just having um, a, another bank account, like a savings account or a, co- a jar full of coins, <laughs> literally, or, and crumpled up dollar bills, just something that um, you can have in your back pocket. Um, and you literally don't have anything and you're literally living from paycheck to paycheck. And guess what? I've been there. I've been there where something's come along and it's just like, oh, fuck. Um, So have I. Yeah. So have I. And so have so many other dads and just fucking Americans in general. But you said something and I just want to add on top of that as far as like savings, right? Because you hear so many people saying, oh, yeah, well, savings is easy. Fucking fuck. It's so hard. It's hard. It's It's incredibly hard. It's incredibly hard. It's super uncomfortable. But when you take that first step, I'm going to share a story about myself. Um, and I, I think I've shared the story a couple different times. And I shared it in our fearless finance training uh, that I put together. And one of the things I did, and this was maybe a year and a half, two years ago, when everything, we'll say when I hit my rock bottom, okay? And I literally remember having $5 in my checking account to last an entire week with a newborn child living at home. I I was the epitome of living paycheck to paycheck. And this luckily got me on my start to seeing finances in a different light. Do you know the, like those, you see them online, like the 52 week savings challenges that you see online. Like it's like a piece of paper and says, Oh, week one, this, that, and the other, and goes down 52 weeks. Yeah. Oh, that was directed at me. That was directed at you. (laughs) Yes. uh, I see them on TikTok all the time where you get a bunch of envelopes and you put so much in. So I did, I did one of those challenges in 2019. I started doing the 52 week savings challenge and all I did, all I did was I went online, I printed out a fucking piece of paper 
and it started at $1 for the first week of January. And I had it set up where every, I think it was like every Wednesday or something like that. I put a reminder on my phone that said, Hey, do your fucking savings challenge today. And I went out there and I went to my account and I said, okay, week one, I put $1 in my savings account. Week two, that Wednesday at the same time, I fucking went out. I put $2 in my savings account. I got down to like, you know, I'm down to like fucking 15, 20 weeks. I already have a couple hundred bucks saved after like three or four months. I I forget the exact amount, but starting with just a dollar a week, I I would come out to like $1,100 a year. And when I look at, it's not bad at all, especially if you've never saved before. Yeah. If you've never saved fucking money or you, you always have a problem saying savings hard because saving was always hard for me. I had money. I fucking, I'd spend it on this. I do that. I do this, whatever the case is. But I started saving that dollar a month. I start or that dollar a week to then $2 a week to then that $3 a week and so on and so forth. Where at the end of that year, I put $52 away and it was like 1100 bucks. And then luckily some other things happened and I was able to get myself out of that hole where I'm at today doing this podcast and helping dads like you. But what I wanted to do, especially with the new year coming up, a new fresh start, make a new year's commitment to yourself. If you have problems saving, I'm actually going to put the what we have as the fearless, one of the fearless finance bonuses, I put together one of those 52 week savings challenges in an Excel sheet for you to help start saving where all you have to do is just start it with a dollar and it fucking gives you everything. And it's, it's new, it's starting, but I'm going to add that in here as a free download for all of our dads today, just to give yourself that little bit more to say, Hey, I could fucking do this. I have the capabilities to do it when it's just a dollar. $2, $3, and then it just starts building from there. And it builds confidence. Yeah, and and there it is right there. So (laughs) I said it a million times. I've never never been the mindset guy. But um, once you successfully pocketed some money and saved some money, it really does give you a different outlook um, about cash. Mm -hmm. Um, And hopefully it would give you a look an outlook good enough to where you'd want to, you know, research, go like go down that research rabbit hole and figure out, you know, Hey, what can I really do with cash? There's a lot of things you can do to compound the money that you already have. And yes, you do need a little bit of liquidity, but if it takes one of those challenges, like they put together um, or, you know, any of those little financial tricks you see online, um, absolutely use them as long as you are just saving. Uh, I always equate, saving money to like your fucking mental health in a way. Um, not that they're both mutually exclusive to each other, but um, the fact where um, once you give yourself a little bit of, you know, a little bit of time to think and heal much like you, once you give yourself a little bit of time to put some cash um, and now that you have this, you know, this asset, this mental asset, and in this case, this physical asset of actual money, um, you could really step back and be like, oh, well, this task isn't so huge and um, upsetting because it feels like it initially, especially, it's if have, especially if you have limited resources. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. And, you know, like I said a hundred times in this episode already, like, I don't want to tell people what to do. I never do. I never fucking do. Um, you know, your, your, your cash is your own business, but 
at the end of the day, you know, you've come here for our opinion and our advice. And my opinion and my advice is put some fucking money away. <laughs> we're, we're here to challenge you. Like, yeah, you, we're here to literally tell you, hey, there's a different way to rethink about fatherhood and rethink about life. And money, I I think money and mental health run very parallel together. And I'm, I'm going to hit on like two or three quick different things here before we wrap up this episode that I want to get out there because you hit on these points. You talked about limited resources. You know me. I love Dean Graziosi. I love Tony Robbins. I'm the mindset guy here at this at this fucking studio. One of the things that Tony Robbins has always hit on and preached on, and Dean's hit on it as well too, is it's not a lack of resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness. And when you can look at like living in the lower middle class, poverty lines, having these financial difficulties, we all live with a level of resourcefulness that we don't even think about because we, our, our instincts kick in and we just fucking do it. And your money and your mental health kick in because of overwhelm. And all overwhelm is, when you boil it down, is a lack of a clear plan. When you have a plan on how you're going to attack things like a savings challenge or crumpling up money under the fucking mattress or whatever whatever it is. When you, when you write down your three-step plan, your five-step plan, your 20, whatever it is, when you, write, when you write down that plan, you start seeing these different avenues. And when you start tackling your money mindset, it's going to get rid of a lot of the stress, a lot of the financial fear, the, the anxiety, the, the depression, the, cause now, now you have a stranglehold on this physical aspect that's messing with your mental, with your mental aspect. And one of the biggest things that families fight about are finances. I, I, I don't know the study. I'm not a, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not the fucking science guy here, but I know in many different studies, like one of the biggest things in talking to other dads is finances are the biggest proponent to leading to separation and or divorce or issues in the household. Maybe that'll be a future episode. Maybe that can be a future episode. Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe the topic guy should have told the research guy to research. That. Well, now, now you're going to research that because there's yeah. the topic. Yeah. Yeah. Probably should have done that. Hey, such is life. Yeah. You win some, you fucking lose some. We're coming back in the swing, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with Dave resourcefulness is really key and people who tend to be more resourceful um tend to be more successful with less resources um that's you know goes for all all aspects of life um whatever you're trying to do to be successful at uh if you can more efficiently use what you have and make it stretch and go longer you will obviously be more successful with it and you'll have more left over at the end of the day and isn't that really the key to this yeah because mm-hmm. you know at the end of the day your money is a finite resource and uh, hey uh, i have only recently got good at savings uh mostly because my wife is the bomb um and i really fucking suck at it um but you know if, if that's what it takes is someone to come through and show you or if it takes some two idiots on the internet giving you a kind of a kick in the right direction and such is life um i'm never here to shame anybody i'm never here to make anybody feel bad. Um, and if I've motivated you to start to move in the right direction, all the better, but there's always a better choice. We we always just share our experiences. Like we've gone through this, like Ryan started saving, saving. I just started saving two years ago. Like there's things that we could do today that are going to compound tomorrow that are going to lead to a better future down the road. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, 
I mean, like something we haven't covered in this is like retirement savings, because obviously we're talking about really step one stuff. Mm-hmm. My personal opinion is the worst thing that's ever happened to America was automating the retirement system. The 401k automatic match from a company is like it, 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 you're so hands off of it. You don't think about it. And it's so built into your just your daily job or like like That's even episode. It, it, yeah it is another episode and like pensions like at least pensions you would vote on things and you would uh your pension committee you would vote people into it and you would have a physical you know part in what's going on a 401k is just run by a money manager and you don't really think about it and he could fuck you or he could help you he could save you um so i you know what i'm getting under a rant save, save you are getting under a rant this yep. is this is this is step one basic stuff right yeah getting so, ourselves ready into a into a mindset to prepare for that unexpected expense when it does have not if it happens but when it does happen oh and it will happen absolutely and it will happen to it you will. even if you don't think it will today i promise you it will and we just want to give you those tools to set you up for success down the road yeah absolutely so, so Oh, no, no. I was going to say, do you have anything else? That's it, man. We'll we'll wrap her up. We're going to end this episode on a high note for you guys. Take what we gave you today. Whatever's going to work for you, put it in your toolbox to become a better dad down the road. Take what didn't work for you. Fucking put it off to the side. Doesn't doesn't matter to us. Like I said, I'm going to give you the 52-week savings challenge for free in the link to this episode click on that download it it's an excel sheet you can play around with the numbers it's just going to give you an idea to be like oh shit okay this is attainable this is doable you could start it as low as one dollar to five dollars ten dollars three dollars whatever whatever it's going to be comfortable to you i have it set up in a way that you're going to be able to play with the money play with the numbers see what's going to work and just make a plan to save for that oh shit day yeah it it, that's that kind of program is really nice because it gets you into the mindset of compounding as well, like Dave mm-hmm. was saying. But you could also apply that to say, like, say you come across a bank that's offering a high yield savings account, um, and then you could compounding compound on your compounding, um, and really get to see how, like, and this is more you know more advanced than other, like how investing could really help you grow financially. Um, but this is a really, really good way to learn about that concept. It's a really good proof of concept experiment that will help you. How $1 can compound your life to live an easier life tomorrow. It it only takes one degree to make a change in your life. And it only takes $1 to start getting where you need to go financially. What's, what's the six degrees separations? Everyone's only six. That's Kevin Bacon. Is it, was he in that? That's six degrees to Kevin Bacon. You're you're way off there today, buddy. No, 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 no. The concept of six degrees of separation. Is Kevin Bacon in that movie though? Because Will Smith was. I don't. I never saw the movie, so I don't know. It, was it Kevin Bacon? I don't know. I just know. No, we're not. This podcast isn't over till I find that out. Hold on. Like my point is, um, every human being is separated uh, heretic- heretically by six degrees of separation by six people. Um, and the numbers actually for that do add up. But my, my point would be uh, I, I'm currently theorizing that I bet um, there's six degrees of separation between you and somebody who's super fucking rich or super fucking poor. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, six, I, call six, it, I call it a rule of 16. actions taken in your life. Yeah. I, yeah. I call it a rule of 16 where like you're you and 16 other people in the world, not just in America, but like in the world 
are fucking similar in some aspect or another. But yeah, rule of six, that's even absolutely six degrees of separation. hundred yeah. percent. Oh man. Ian, Ian McKellen's in this. All right. We're closing this out. We're <laughs> I'm done. I'm going to go watch this movie. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Continue to go out there, support the podcast any which way you can. If you saw it the other day, Spotify now allows ratings for podcasts. So if you are a Spotify listener, go on there, smash that five star button, that four star button, whatever it is, help us out there. That's going to go a long way in yeah. helping us reach more dads that are going to try and rethink fatherhood, start a better life of success for themselves and their families. That'll go a long way. Thank you for wherever you're listening. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to go out of my secondary account and go give you're me a five a star dirt bag. <laughs> if you go out there and do that and you see a five star rating, it says am do good podcast. That was definitely not me. Definitely not Ryan. <laughs> go continue, on. I'm sorry. Continue to go out there and just be the best damn dad. You know, you are because we're taking this one step at a time, one day at a time guys. And we are just going to rethink fatherhood and crush this forever. So thank you very much for listening.